You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Cracking the code on how you can optimize, personalize, and monetize your app marketing and mobile growth efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence, hosted by Peggy Ann Saltz. Peggy, a top 30 mobile marketing influencer, nine-time author, and content strategist, brings you her pick of tech, trends, guests, and cool stuff to help you drive growth and create deep connections with your customers. Now, prepare to get motivated and activated with our host. Hey, hello, and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz, with Mobile Groove, where I plan, produce, and promote content that allows my clients to reach performance goals and scale growth. And growth is, of course, what it's all about here at Mobile Presence, because this is where we get the inside track on how you can grow your app from the UA experts, because that is their daily job. And they're amazing at it as well, because they have achieved success that has earned them the title of mobile hero, as chosen by Lyft off a full-service mobile app marketing and retargeting platform. Now, when we talk about growth, you might think about different approaches. You might think about localization. That's one way to get outside of your home market and tap into other markets. But our guest today is going to tell us about how to look into other regions and the opportunities there that are just too good to miss out on. So our guest today is Robert Garfinkel, Senior User Acquisition Manager at Nexon M. Robert, great to have you, first of all. In the sh Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Well, it's good to have you on the show, Robert. And as I said, uh, Nexon M. Now, for most people, they'll recognize that as a huge name in gaming. But tell me a little bit more about the company. Sure. So Nexon M is the Western publishing side of Nexon, the Korean gaming giant, I guess you might say. Mm -hmm. um, so we focus on bringing games from Korea as well as bringing games locally to market in what Korea considers the rest of the world. That is everywhere outside of Korea, Japan, and China. 
So you don't only just know a lot about Asia because of your job, but you've also lived there, I understand, and also speak uh, the local languages. Is that correct? Yeah, I spent four years in China, um, first as a student in Sichuan and then in Beijing working. Um, that's where I got into gaming. I started there mm -hmm. at uh, Elex Tech, which you might know from Clash of Kings. So you know the areas, and I'm excited about the numbers. I'm I'm a bit of a data nerd, and uh, and frequent <laughs> frequent listeners will know that. You know, I look at the numbers. I see what App Annie, what Apptopia, what others are telling us about where the growth is, where the opportunity is. Um, I'm particularly excited about uh, China because it has eclipsed the U.S. in terms of app revenue and I believe app spend. Um, what are you excited about when you look out there? Well, China in particular is a very fascinating market. Um, mm -hmm. It used to be that you could just publish a, a, an app in China and it would see installs and it would see revenue. It really isn't quite that way anymore. Um, heavy localization is required to the point where really if you look at the App Store now in the rankings, you'll notice that by and large, everything that is earning substantial revenue is produced and operated out of China specifically. Um, now, that's not to say that there isn't opportunity there. You can go with a local publisher, um, Tencent or NetEase or, or others, but they take a pretty hefty cut. And um, in general, it isn't the market that we thought we knew, I guess you mm -hmm. might say. Um, also, that doesn't even mention the licensing issues right now, which are pretty substantial. There's, it's difficult to get any games into the market right now. I mean, that, that's a point. We're going to get to licensing just to sort of do that at a high level. But, you know, the point is that to get into China, you have to have a partner. You have to have a way in. Some app companies, however, I'm talking with, they're, they're doing it differently, and they're trying to um, get in with the companies that Chinese companies do business with, sort of like the partners of the partners. Does that sound like an inroad for you? Yeah, that that sounds almost exactly the way that the Chinese market operates. Um, <laughs> like the Chinese market operates on kind of there's there's actual capital and then there's social capital, which the Chinese call guanxi, and that that is something that is part and parcel for all of um, business in China. You really need to know people in order to really facilitate those business dealings. So there are some changes in the rules. I think it's around March. Don't quiz me here, Robert. But I think it is uh, around March that we have the rules in. You know, that they, they are now effective. That you know, new games are just not being licensed in China. Does that pretty much sum it up, or is it a bit more complex than that? Uh, I mean, big picture, that sums it up. My understanding mm -hmm. is that the complaint um, from the 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 bureau that is responsible for doing this is that it is harmful to children, which seems kind of shallow, but um, mm. there, there's a lot of talks about myopia causing nearsightedness, um, things like this is, is what the kind of official concern is, but I think it's really just that gaming is such a large um, market within the Chinese domestic um, you know, sphere that they're really concerned about having some controls over the content. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm thinking too, because it's it's a little bit almost almost you know too concerned and too much 
um, focused on our well-being to to think that you know, have a law for for our well-being. But I'll I'll leave the cynicism aside here for the moment. But the the impact of this, and you've written about this in one of your um, new blogs actually over at Liftoff, is that you know basically Western markets are going to be flooded with Chinese apps and games because they can't do it in China. They have to look to other markets. So. One, I guess what, 2019 is the year of the flood, would you say? I mean, maybe. I think that there's not, not been a year without some inundation. <laughs> True. Um, but what I think what we're seeing now is kind of talent reaching a, a, a particular head in China. There's, there's a lot of people coming back from overseas who are working um, in games and people who are really talented engineers and really talented at what they are have been working on which has been at big western companies as well so there's a lot of talent being built up in that market but it doesn't have an outlet within its domestic market which means that of course we're going to see a lot more um, Chinese produced games that may or may not hit quality bar so if that's what's going on, I mean, you don't have to go into great detail, of course, or if that's not the point, but, you know, you are also um, at a company in this space. I mean, is there anything you're doing to, I wouldn't say prepare, but what is the impact on sort of how you see and plan your business in the coming year? Well, I, I can't really speak for the, the higher ups at, at Nexon, of course, I, I, mm-hmm. um, but I can say that our part as Nexon M is to really be part of the westward strategy for Nexon. Um, we, we've been facilitating their launch of games developed in the, the Asian region for the last well, four, three, four years now. I've been personally working on games for the last two and a half years. Um, and what these are is, in general, high-quality Korean action RPGs and strategy games and even have a few indie titles that did really well in the domestic markets in Asia and they need to figure out the the westward strategy. And in in a way um is I'm just curious before I ask you more in that direction because I know that when you want to take your game east um, I remember lots of conferences and discussions about, you know, well, what does your game need to have to attract an Asian audience? It'd be interesting to understand what games need to have from Asia coming to the West. Is it is it uh, is it a a real um, refit, or what goes into that to make a winning game, um, you know, go from east to west rather than west to east? So in, in a lot of ways, it's pretty similar. The process, it's just kind of inversed. Um, cultural localization is mm-hmm. vitally important, as I think we are all aware of on some level. A lot of uh, Korean, Japanese, and Chinese art aesthetics are a little bit jarring. Sometimes the UI f- that users are looking at is too busy. Um, sometimes the the kind of costumes that the the characters are wearing are considered a little bit impro- inappropriate. All of these things get changed in the localization process from a product perspective, and then in the marketing of it, in the the user acquisition side of it, um, because it's such a niche market, you really have to facilitate um, higher degrees of targeting than you can with something that is more casual or more um, broad market. You know, it's not. My Talking Tom, 
this is these are games that are uh, built for a fairly core audience who are more or less already self-identified. They kind of know where they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, you've been very instrumental in, in helping that. We're going to talk about some of the things that you've done to help those apps be successful. But we're also going to talk more about the growth markets for our listeners so that they can be more successful and grow their app footprint in 2019 and beyond. But right now, we have to go to a break. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with Robert Garfinkel, Senior User Acquisition Manager at Nexon Apps. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back at Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we are back, of course, with Robert Garfinkel, Senior User Acquisition Manager at Nexon M. And Robert, right before the break, we were talking about your experience because you know a lot about Asia. You've lived there. It's your job to um, make Asian apps, specifically those of your South Korean gaming giant, your your Nexon M, the, those apps sort of rocket in the West. Part of it is, of course, the product. You know, the app has to be localized, as you pointed out. But when it gets down to user acquisition, I mean, how do you turn, um, you know, exciting gameplay into um, what will engage audiences and boost UA? 
Sure. So really, you're talking about user acquisition, which is a, mm-hmm. a several-step funnel here. We're talking about creative exposure in the form of impressions through to an install and then subsequent post-install activity and revenue, right? So we're looking at the full funnel, and because it's so niche, we're, we have to be very careful about the impression side of it. So in general, on the creatives, we have a very gameplay-focused series of creatives. We like to involve um, local talent in the form of like influencers. We'll have people kind of like give a shout out to the game um, or we'll have interviews with voice actors. We usually hire local voice actors to do the the, um, the sort of like Western voices. So we, we mm-hmm. recently had um, for Darkness Rises, our, one of our more recent games, we had uh, one of the voice actors from The Witcher one of the main voice actors from The Witcher 3, which was a really large um, AAA console title, as one of the main characters. And he he did really well as like a UA asset. And mm-hmm. then from there, as we're moving down the funnel, we build rather sophisticated um, ways of analyzing these this data in our MMP, in our um, mobile measurement partner, uh, about the install really anymore. Yeah, I know. That, that's amazing when you think about it in the games industry because that was what it was. It was all CPI, but now it's really, you know, engagement. What does a, an engaging, you know, an engaged user, rather, look like to you? How do you sort of see the signs of one, maybe not just engaged, but one who is has got a high propensity, high probability to be also a valuable player? Sure. Well, I mean, it's all a numbers game. So we're mm-hmm. not looking for a an engaged user. We're looking for a group of engaged users or a higher than normal rate of engaged users on this or that source or app. And and really, the way that we think about looking for those users is is through um, programmatic solutions. We we look at things like. Facebook has a lot of different ways of targeting these users, or um, Google UAC has a way of optimizing on first-time purchases. And purchases are basically just, you know, concentrated uh, engagement uh, events. So, you know, if we have these events all listed out in a way that is um, ingestible, and we have an understanding of the way in which users generally engage, then we can find outliers. We can find positive outliers, apps that have especially high propensity for users that are similar to this, um, things like this. It's interesting that this approach is almost universal. I mean, we're talking about opportunities and growth markets, but the strategy you need to follow is is pretty much what you would follow no matter what. You know, it's data-driven marketing. The product fit has to be right, whether you localize that or in your case, you know, very smart move to use influencers to make it relevant, to make it interesting. Is there any real massive difference? I mean, there is no magic bullet. There is no panacea. Mm -hmm. Um, A really good product always helps. Uh, Really, ultimately, UA is, is not something that can solve all the world's problems by itself. It's mm-hmm. really just a way of propagating in a in an ROI positive manner um, a product. So there there are some secret sauce elements in in what we do as well as I think almost any team would tell you the same. You know, uh, there are 
ways that we think that we move faster than others in our programmatic strategies, but I don't know if there's really a panacea. No, no, I, I, absolutely not. What I meant more was the growth markets themselves. So, I mean, we went through China and we say, you know, it's massive. The numbers are right. It is big. But the licensing problems, other things, it's just not an easy nut to crack. What are some other growth markets on your radar for 2019? I mean, what would you be excited about or what should our audience be excited about if they're really serious about growing their app footprint? Sure. Absolutely. This is an area that I, I'd love to talk about. So I think of digital markets in the same way that I, I think of populations. There's a famous model with the four steps of, of human population growth. And it goes mm-hmm. pre-industrial revolution. People are having a lot of kids, but a lot of them die and, and so on. And then the industrial revolution happens and medicine happens and people have a lot of kids and a lot of them live. Uh, and then so on and so on until you reach a point where people are um, – having sustainable like family sizes and, and growth because the eco- economy is up and medicine is up. The same thing happens in mobile. We have an explosion of installs that happen right as, at the point where um, devices become available. And mm-hmm. and those are generally uh, very, they, they have trouble retaining. They don't really understand what the games are about. They have poor literacy. They have very, very low monetization because they're probably not actually capable of monetizing because of the banking systems or this or that. And that happened in India in 2016, where we had just a massive explosion of installs. It became one of the largest installer bases. And then it didn't really monetize in that year, so it was actually viewed as kind of a net loss. Our ARP DAO average revenue per daily active user went down because we had so many more installs. But then the following year, this uh, well, 2017, and then into 2018, we've been seeing steady growth in that market from a monetization standpoint. And this has been a repeating story. This happened in Russia. It's happened in Turkey. It is happening right now in Brazil. India in particular is the largest though, because it has all of the opportunity and all of the potential of a Chinese market without um, quite so many government controls. I was going to say that's exactly it, without the, without the red tape, but you put it a little bit better there. Um, I mean, it is an exciting market. Have you thought about, I mean, I don't know if you thought about it for your company, but as an expert in your area and understanding um, international opportunities, um, similarities and differences. Is this one that personally excites you? Have you thought about how one would need to shape an app or an app marketing strategy to to really take advantage and tap this opportunity? I think what um, I think the the Indian opportunity is is really something that I'm I'm going to be able to touch the surface of, but I'm not sure that I'll ever get mm-hmm. to uh, really dig into. And the reason is. Um, because the, the the solution is going to be domestic. Uh, there will be a, a series of app developers in India that really tap the local market and really expand it. And we're starting to see this with other content. So that, you know, there is no YouTube type platform for uh, India specifically, but they are on YouTube. And, and you're, we're seeing that T-Series, the music channel out of India, really rapidly moving into the number one um, subscriber position um, on the platform, which is a really amazing achievement, and it's driven mostly by uh, the Indian domestic market. And I think that we're going to see more and more of these uh, homegrown types of, of 
products coming into their own in the market, but really a, a rising tide lifts all boats. The, the more that users are accustomed to using in-app purchases, the more that people are able to set up the, the actual banking apparatus to do that. The, the more literacy that people have in gaming, the more it'll m make the market opportunity meaningful for uh, everybody in the industry. And eventually it'll become a little bit closed off, but we're a few years out from that. That's a really good point, though, Robert, because I have seen, I was just looking at some other um, apps today for a different reason. I was just researching India, and it was interesting that, uh, you know, they have many of our of similar apps to what we have, but just sort of India-focused. So there was this uh, uh, AI nutrition app that is uh, India, I think it was Healthify or something like that. Uh, don't quote me on it. But I was looking at it, it was like, we have this in the West, but this is very different. This has some AI. This is Indian-specific content. So you can see the appetite for apps and you can imagine how uh, as you know to your point the more apps we see the more apps they see rather you know the more potential opportunity for western companies with with apps that are just relevant to that market would you think oh absolutely um and and just like in the chinese market you have a amazing phenomena of engineers that have been working in silicon valley and in the west who will eventually be moving back to the market and driving growth and innovation. So I don't know Healthify in specific, but it sounds very, very similar to Western solutions here. And I wouldn't be surprised if some if some people involved with it were, you know, from this region. Uh, I'm in the Bay Area. Absolutely, especially in the Bay Area where you are, Richard. Well, uh, Robert, rather. Well, I have to um, go to break right now, Robert. But uh, when we come back, let's talk a bit more about what makes you excited, what's top of your radar in 2019, and where, of course, that app growth is. So, listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing, from SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air, on demand, and available on every mobile device that you can imagine. This is WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, 
WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Supercharging your mobile growth efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ansaltz with Mobile Groove. And of course, our guest today, Robert Garfinkel, Senior UA Manager at Nexon M. And Robert, right before the break, we were talking about India, um, which we share as an interest and the enthusiasm for growth there. That's not, of course, the only growth opportunity uh, looking ahead to 2019. And you have vast experience, you know, working at your company, making certain that you're that you're that bridge, as it were, you know, connecting what's hot in Asia and East with what's hot in the West. So from that perspective, what has you excited looking forward to the markets in 2019? Sure. So I think that there's kind of three parts to the question you're asking here. There's mm -hmm. what's exciting in, in terms of markets, in terms of countries and where growth is going to happen. What's exciting mm -hmm. in terms of sources and channels and strategies. And uh, what's exciting in terms of products, right? Those are three different yeah. ideas. It's, it's all of it in one. Why don't you just uh, sure. take them one, one part at a time? Yeah. So in terms of markets, I think that we're going to see continued growth, especially in the markets we were talking about before. But I think Russia in particular is ripe to come into its own and become what we consider a Western market mm -hmm. um, in terms of monetization. Maybe not on a per user basis, but in terms of an aggregate impact on your bottom line, Russia might become, if you have a localized app, of course, Russia might become top 10 which would be a really big change. That's the first of the brick markets that, outside of China that really breaks that, that ceiling. Um, and so I'm keeping a close eye on them and we're prioritizing localization um, for that market. Uh, in terms of strategies and in terms of the way that we're engaging with media, the the growth of hypercasual has really served as a catalyst. Uh, hypercasual, for those who might not be aware, are very um, broad, very casual experiences, as the name would imply, on your phone that are just a few minutes um, of, of kind of tapping around, and they serve you lots of ads. As a, as a result of that influx of, of traffic and the relatively poor quality of it. That is to say, the users aren't aren't accustomed to gaming, really. They aren't involved with it. They're not the niche audience that we're looking for. We've had to get a lot more sophisticated about the way that we remove those apps or target those apps in terms of um, bidding. Mm -hmm. So we've gotten... So I see 2019 as an area of major innovation in autonomous bidding. And I think that we're going to see real movement in that direction in the form of third parties um, and and layers that sit on top of your existing networks or existing buying strategies that really push the envelope on what is and is not relevant for your specific product. Um, how, do, how does that fit incidentally in with all the, you know, everything I'm hearing now about the excitement around in-app header bidding? Well, you know, header bidding is, is um, I mean, it, it fits very well, supposing that it, it can all play together. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, we on the performance side of, of buying, um, you know, user acquisition, we are looking at the install point for um, guidance. So we still pay on CPI. That's, that's almost always, uh, I think that's going to remain the case until we have multi-touch attribution. But um, we, the way that header bidding, header bidding changes things is that it will allow us to move like one step up on the funnel and allow the algorithms that guide us and especially on the DSP and the SDK side to get a little bit smarter about exactly when they want the impression versus when they don't. It kind of eliminates a little bit of the the waterfall um, from my understanding. And we talked about no, two of the three, okay? So the third is also also the tech. I mean, are you one of those people, Robert, you're just, you know, excited about AI in the new year or any other hot topic or what what is it that you think about in terms of the, you know, the big picture trends? Sure. Well, when when you say technology, I don't see a lot of of movement on mm-hmm the algorithms that we're working on. I mean, I see things improving and I see next year as a real sea change in in that um, algorithmic bidding. But what I hear when I hear technology is also the products themselves. Um, and I think that next year is going to be the year that MMORPGs resurge in the West. I think that we're going to see people try to bring from Asia to the US and other markets um, these large uh, MMORPG, massively multiplayer online role-playing game experiences, similar to Lineage, but I think that we're in a moment where the APAC market is mature and MMOs drive a huge chunk of the revenue. However, the West is, is a very immature market for this, and I, I think that we'll see four or five major attempts by Asian developers in the coming year to break that market. Mm-hmm. And so MMOs are extremely complex from a technological uh, standpoint. They they require ex- like very very sophisticated servers, and there's a whole language aspect that is very complex. So they need real time translation capabilities um, to the user device, and they have lots of anti cheating uh, mechanisms that are are a little bit hard to deal with. And and so well, this is what I think is the most interesting, and I want to see a real breakout in that market in the coming year. And judging from your expertise and experience, I think that you're onto something there. Um, I'm wondering also for you personally, Robert, what's 2019 going to be about? I mean, you're obviously there, you're a senior UA manager, um, but you know, there's a level of personal development as well. What, what direction might you be developing your talents in? Sure. I mean, of course, I, I, I think moving up the chain it means moving a little bit into more leadership, moving into more of a sort of overarching role, thinking more about products and less about the day-to-day of buying um, media. I'm, I'm really interested in trying to drive uh, product innovation from a UA perspective. Um, one thing that we've always lagged behind on and I really want to see grow is uh, ad monetization. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 in general been something that we have because we're core or mid core, um, we have generally kind of neglected. But I think that at this point in the in the apps ecosystem, it's something that we really 
need to be thinking about more. So I, as I've taken it as kind of a personal mission to try to get more ad monetization in our games in the next year. Um, yeah, I'd love to check back with you about that, Robert, because that really is the question. You know, is it is it uh, mobile video? Rewarded video is really doing well. What are the other formats? What are the other ways? You know. Uh, lots of brands are getting involved in games. It's it's resembling you know mobile marketing as we know it, uh, and not just app marketing. So that's going to be very exciting to stay up to date with you. Yeah, sounds good. We should check um, back in. <laughs> I absolutely will. And in the meantime, how could our listeners sort of stay up to date with you? I know you have an excellent blog and a dedicated page over at heroes.liftoff.io, but uh, how else can they keep up to date with you? Oh, uh, sure. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, Robert Garfinkel. You, of course, you can go visit the blog. Um, I'm sure that there will be more. I will be speaking in February at Mobile Growth Summit, San Francisco. Oh, cool. Um, I'll be there, too. Hey, cool. we will so, meet. That will be awesome. Great. And we'll kick off, I think, an ongoing discussion because as you try to uh, innovate ad monetization, I certainly want to keep up with that. And listeners, you can also keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence by emailing me, Peggy, Peggy at MobileGroove.com. That's also where you can find my portfolio of content, marketing, and app marketing services. And that, my friends, is a wrap of yet another episode of Mobile Presence. Be sure to check out this and all early episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio radio simply by searching mobile presence so until next time remember every minute is mobile so make every minute count keep well and we'll see you soon The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.